0: Welcome to the Anod Wright Audio Blog. Your voiceover Diva is Dr. Donna Oriolo. Please note that the information found in this and other blog posts is a matter of researched opinion. Direct your concerns or questions to questions at anodwright.com. direct your comments to the comment section, and share on social media using the hashtag Anod Speaks. Warning Content on the audio blog may be different from the written blog. My thoughts too fast and my mouth too quick. Sorry. Not sorry. We are feeling so official over here. You can now catch us on Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Apple News Channel, and of course, AnodWrite.com. Check your favorite space and subscribe. Leaving some feedback wouldn't be unwelcome either. Hey, hey, y'all. This week's blog post is called That Side Eye actually belongs to you, sis. Black China and White Women Passing, written by yours truly, Dr. Donna Oriowo, November 27, 2018. In all my excitement for the holidays and for how I am planning on growing and changing in the new year, I almost forgot that I wanted to write. My bad, y'all. I haven't been writing. I know that. I feel like there is a constant whirlwind lately where I talk about blackness and beauty, where I think about, discuss, and consider the lightness and darkness of skin and how that is read by others based on eye color, hair texture, and hair length. It's funny to me that this should feel like my life when this was my life when I was in the midst of writing my dissertation almost three years ago. It seems like I run the full circle of not having to think much about it in the academic sense, to coming right back into thinking about it in the mental health, relationship, sexuality sense, which I guess is all academic anyway. Black China is right now the base of jokes and name-calling and head-shaking. We, the Black delegation, who determine who the good Blacks are, have determined that Black China may soon need to be named White China because of her pursuit of bleaching creams to be something that ultimately she was not born to be. From plastic surgery to hair extensions, those things are fine. But when you cross the bleaching line and want to take your wares across the sea and speak to others about and sell those products, everybody wants to disown you. It's funny that this comes to light just on the heels of white women who have been caught trying to pass as black women and reaping the Instagram dollars from their lies. It's ironic to me that both are so heavily condemned by black folk and ignored by white folk like we are not all in this tea we have decided we are somehow separate from the foolishness. And I want to go ahead and invite people back to the home that white supremacy built that many a black folk make sure to maintain. I want to make sure that we all recognize that not only do we have rooms in this house, but our names are etched at our places around the table. I said what I said. We are all to blame for this. White folks gave us all white supremacy so to me that shit will always be the root and the place to start the idea that being white makes you better and inherently pretty and god-ordained has definitely led to a certain level of delusion for white people and people of color have by and large accepted this as a truth to pursue in some ways Please don't get it twisted. I recognize and understand that for the sake of living, we all do things we feel we must in order to simply survive. Being black is not so popular right now that actual black folk don't recognize the constant danger we are in from the moment we step outside of our homes. And let's be honest, the fact that white people can come in, kill you... And your corpse will still be on trial for provoking it with your weed paraphernalia or because you didn't listen to randos who walk into your house unannounced thinking they can boss you around where they don't pay not one bill. I want you to know that I understand this. I want you to know that nuance matters and that I don't forget or lie down and close my eyes and pretend that the shit don't matter. It does. But there's also a combination of blind want and need and a purposeful striving toward white supremacy for many of us black folk we are touting out degrees and bundles in face of others and showing how much better off we are that we are the right kind of black that our blackness with our correctness and grammar and eurocentric names and mannerisms somehow makes us better that we don't do hard drugs, sell weed, or live in or near a trap house. There is a fear of some black folk and being seen as too damn black. Whether it's in behavior or in aesthetics. We are seeking the touch of other so that we can more easily slip into certain spaces or else be praised for how well we are able to accommodate. For looking and sounding like the right type of black. But then have the audacity to wonder and be appalled by how wonder bread women slip through the cracks with a bit of wheat bread dusting, or why a black woman could possibly want to mimic white bread toasted rather than be wheat or rye. Sorry, I got stuck in the bread for a minute, but I think it's apt because of all the dough involved here. The black hair and beauty industry is worth billions, people. It grows every time someone puts a weave on layaway or when someone decides they have a need for the full Fenty line. We are the biggest consumers of products here. We dictate jobs and livelihoods. We are the bank that others, usually white others, try to find a way to lock down in a vault. So we make some big ass decisions with where we put our money. The biggest funny to me is that with all these choices we are making, we don't consider that we have also decided that there is a look to be sought. We are choosing to chase the ambiguous looking woman of color and are mad when some women want to make themselves more ambiguous. We have decided in our actions that if it's too black, we are not interested, that if the hair is too kinky with not one edge laid, something is amiss. We did that. We have called people cockroaches, bald-headed bitches, nappy-headed hoes, tar babies, and the like, and are now surprised when white devils find their way through a spray tan, makeup, and the waving of their hair. We are dismayed because one of our own is all about her bleaching cream. Y'all, we are wild and out of line. We are in the time of black beauty and still in the throes of the natural hair movement. But don't get it twisted. We still have some white supremacist leanings toward Eurocentric beauty standards. We are about baby hair and light skin. We are about laid edges, twist outs to obscure our natural hair texture, and stretching our hair to prove that we have length. We are about being the blackest we can be while upholding as much white supremacist beauty as we can get away with. This is a monster of the creation of white supremacy, which we maintain. All I am saying is that some hard-ass looks need to be done inward before we continue down this road where we condemn white women for stealing shine and condemn black women for trying to lighten up. Because right now, we are the ones calling for the most exotified black beauties. We are the ones saying that if you're dark, compensate with hair, make it straight, let it be naturally so, lay your edges and have light eyes. We are the ones calling for light-skinned women to still try for good hair, but if they can't to lay down those edges and have green eyes. We are the ones who tell fat black women that they have to have long hair to compensate, that afros and the like are not for their type. Yes, white masters built the house, and in our hope and need and prayer for safety and safely getting through, we maintain the status quo and let it seep unchecked into our spaces. We can't create beasts and then be mad. We must learn to stop creating the beast. That's it for this week's blog post. I hope that you will join me again hopefully next week where I'll have another one for you. I'm trying to get back on my regular regular Alright y'all, I'm out. Bye.